Hello everyone, I'm Ross Brown from the Southwest Cyber Resilience Centre. I'd like to welcome you all to the latest in a series of our podcasts from the SWCRC. Don't worry if you haven't caught all of the podcasts, as you can access them via our website, which is www.swcrc.co.uk, or you can find them through Buzzsprout. Um, if you and your business haven't joined us yet, don't forget our core membership is absolutely free and we provide you with National Cybersecurity Centre products to keep your businesses safer online. So this podcast is titled The Benefits of, for Business of CRC Board Membership. And I'm really thrilled to welcome the founder and executive chair of Business Resilience International Management, Mandy Haben-Little, to talk us uh, through those, uh, this subject. Mandy's worked in the private sector throughout her career. She has worked extensively with companies facing significant challenges, and she's been uh, recognised for her creativity in finding solutions to dilemmas, has an unparalleled network of contacts, and has particularly acute knowledge of the international cyber landscape, as well as excellent socio-political knowledge. So, Mandy, as I say, you're really, really welcome, uh, and we're thrilled that you could uh, take time out to work uh, to join us today. Um, if I can perhaps start things off, um, in what way can we tell business how good the CRCs are for them, their supply chains, and I suppose the overall collective security? Thank you, Ross. And I'm really delighted to be here and to be supporting the Southwest Centre, which is doing such great work. And I think for me, there's a, a couple of aspects to the question in answering it. The first is, how do we actually physically communicate this? How do we promote this? But the second is then how we keep growing that network and that strength of community. So in terms of how we actually communicate that message, it, you know, it's perhaps important just to reflect that within the last two years, all of this has happened. And it's happened at a time of unprecedented change for business. So business for many small businesses suddenly found themselves entirely at home, unable to go out, and everybody became so entirely reliant on e-communications of all kinds. So it's really imperative for me that that network we've created provides up-to-date access information, but more than that, the services. So already as a cyber community, there's the really outstanding work and information provided by the National Cyber Security Centre and the NCSC remains the font of that knowledge and that's right. But in addition, what we've done through the network here is to provide locally delivered and locally led regional intelligence and information and support. And for me, that's absolutely critical. So we, of course, fit in to a much larger national portfolio. But for many businesses, and I include myself in the past within this, actually knowing what's going on in your region, having access to information and services that reflect the needs of a geographical region is really, really important. And when we look at that CRC network now of 10 resilience centres, each one has a really different demographic, and that matters to business. So 
Um, there's no point in the Southwest having a profile that doesn't relate to the business community. And the Southwest has a really unique business, um, almost like a patchwork quilt of different types of business. So, of course, you have the, the farming community, you have the fishing community, you have fantastic tourists and very beautiful landscapes, but you also have some of the top security sectors. So it's a really interesting portfolio of companies to represent, and, and that matters. Yeah, no, I, th I think that is important. I think it is important to get that, as you say, that um, you know, locally delivered uh, regional flavour for each of the centres. Um, so in terms of um, getting the message across to um, businesses, um, how can we communicate that they need to strengthen their own supply chains? So I think we do that by being as agile and as easy and as accessible as possible. And of course, that means for the centre, continually broadening your reach. So we need to keep exploring the latest means of communication. Um, this is a, an ideal example. I meet business people all the time who just live on podcasts when they're moving around and, and working and traveling. So podcasts are a fantastic innovation. The website, of course, but the continual getting out and about. So it's a mix, really. It's a suite of physical meet and, and greet and being engaged in the local community. But it's also very much about working with partners. So the Student Talent Pipeline, and I'm sure we'll come on to that, is a core part of what we're seeking to achieve here. And actually having the students available to go out and to provide services and to speak and to work with the community. So we will continue to grow the means of doing that. We of course, are reflecting within the CRC network all of the regional centres. And that whole growth, that awareness raising, that growing can only increase. And as you know, we see um, an individual centre perhaps leading on one initiative, then it can become a pilot for use across the centres as a whole. No, that, 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 that's great. That's, that's, that's really clear. And obviously, I mean, certainly from our, our viewpoint, if a business gets its cyber security, uh, cyber security right, if their supply chains um, are properly secured, it just creates collective security for everybody, doesn't it? And, and it's not difficult to do. No, it's, it's not difficult to do. And sometimes I think we've got too bound up in the phrase cyber itself. And when I'm listening to other models from elsewhere, um, I was hearing just this week about a model where a government had put innovation and cyber together in one portfolio, which I think is absolutely brilliant because, of course, cyber sometimes can give the perception of being static, being reactive, but actually it's not. You know, it's about how we grow business, how we develop business and the very services we offer. So when we look now at the supply chains, that support every aspect of business, that's where the, the link continues to break. That's where the vulnerability is. So the more that we can do, and in, in my head, it's almost like the start of a cyber tribe, a resilience tribe. So, you know, the network of centers becomes that tribe along with the highly engaged communities around it. 
And then that resilience grows and grows. And, and that's where we achieve a national network that's really strong and really robust, where the supply chains universally know what is going to work for them individually. Oh, that's, that's great, Mandy. Thank you. Um, you mentioned earlier, and perhaps now might be a, a useful time to uh, drop into it, the student pipeline. Can we talk a little more about that, please? Yes. So uh, the students that we are working with have been served from a very extensive set of meetings with 42 universities across England and Wales. And from that, we're working towards a cadre of 100 students who work on an entirely specifically designed secure platform so no student can directly access any business network there's been an enormous amount of technical background to achieve that platform that secure means of working and the students work always with other people and always with a supervisor and and what we call a senior within that network and then beyond that, of course, there are director levels who oversee that work. And the thinking behind the talent pipeline is that we all face challenges and actually cybersecurity professional employment is a challenge. It's a challenge no matter how big a business you are. In fact, the larger business you are, probably the more you're going to pay. So the thinking behind the talent pipeline is that for the first time, we can start an early conversation with policing to say, can we attract those students to remain within policing for some period of time that we agree and that then they're available to the wider business community? So they come away with a very far seeing um, knowledge of how business works, how commerce works. Each of them, of course, has their own um, specialisms, their own skills, which are honed and broadened within that mentorship. But it means that we are proactively looking at how to support policing as well in the years to come, which is absolutely vital. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a valuable asset. Um, and obviously, we're here to uh, advise anybody if they are uh, keen on taking up uh, our Office of Student Services. Um, Mandy, we're also uh, keen to attract businesses um, to join our board. Um, in your view, how, how can they contribute to the partnership of tackling cybercrime? Yes, and, you know, I'm a business person. I'm from private sector background, as you say. And if somebody made this proposition to me or, or suggested this to me as a business owner, I'd say, well, how's that going to help me? You know, what are the benefits? This is a tough time. It's really hard in business. We've got energy price hikes. We've got, you know, interest rates. It's, it's a really difficult time. And, and finding what to support will be of critical importance. But given that the cyber resilience of your business is the fundamental thing, you know, it's second highest on any business risk register now, um, how are you going to support that? Now, there's a number of ways you could do that. If you were to employ even an early stage cybersecurity professional, that might cost you 30,000 and upwards. So actually, when you start to quantify this in financial terms, the support that you gain from being part of that cyber resilience center community 
is really, really good value. So if you want something that is relatively low cost with super high returns, this is it. You know, it's not for profit. It's helping policing. It's helping the business community, including third sector and charities. And it's a really strong, engaged model that's growing and growing. So, you know, if you were a business, I would say to you, think about your budget, your financial spend for the next year. There's a number of different aspects which you can buy into. You can work directly, for example, with the Southwest Centre on a set of seminars or webinars, whatever you agree to do. And some of that might include students, for example. You might want to do a closed session for your top business clients. And that's an absolutely unique offering to get. So to have policing and the student services and the business side together. So there's a real strength there. And you might want to think about a membership if you're a company who's seeking perhaps to use the talent pipeline during the course of the year. And of course, if you're a more substantial business, and we can talk about your board in, in a minute, um, then you might really want to be in a, a more impactful conversation about what is happening in the region, about that local leadership and about really supporting the business community. So for me, there are um, benefits that weigh out well financially, you know, in terms of other propositions. There are definitely benefits that weigh up in terms of the, the public good and belonging to the community. And there are real benefits in being seen as part of that leadership for the region. So this is really an unprecedented opportunity to work with senior policing to say, these are the things impacting our particular area and how can we affect change there? So it's a really powerful thing. So for me, there are a lot of benefits to being involved for business. No, that, that, that's great, that, that is. Um, is there anything else that um, perhaps I haven't asked you about um, the, 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 the business aspect that you'd like to uh, bring up? Yeah, I think I would just encourage business to take a short time to think about their future plans. So what is your development within your business? What are you doing to innovate? What is your business growth? Uh, for the next period? And actually, how can the centre support that? So there are so many aspects to technology now, far too many for us to mention here. But, you know, are you using swipe devices for getting in and out of business? What's your remote working policy? When did you last review that policy? Are you using access codes? You know, what are your policies and procedures? around your wider security posture. And all of these um, are absolutely critical to business. I think the, the other thing that I was keen to touch on, Ross, is when it looks to the themes that we're hearing from some of the larger companies, there's some real synergies there and they apply to any size. So we know that some of the smaller companies, medium-sized companies, are asking for information now. That information is around what is future proofing going to look like? What is coming down the line? You know, what is the next thing? We've had a lot of um, requests for information about transactions. What are going to happen to financial transactions in the future? Um, 
cryptography, uh, I think we should mention in, in a minute, um, what will change in terms of encryption? What will change in terms of cryptocurrency? Um, that we're living on a, an edge of that development of quantum computing, which most people just raise their hands in the air about. But actually understanding automation within business, again, will be something that centres can help with. And of course, AI. So we're seeing a lot of questions from business now to say, can you help us with these things? And actually, the work that we're doing on a national basis and across the network really helps to look at those themes uh, and to support interest in them. And, and you, you see the CRCs as playing a, a fairly leading role in, in, in a lot of that change. Absolutely vital. And it's when you, you see, I suppose, the CRC network from a business perspective. So just yesterday, somebody spoke to me uh, about an, an amazing automated rig that they have built, which will break um, password hacking, which was amazing. And I, I use that as an example because people do speak about these things and say, how could we get access to the CRC network to support the work you're doing? So at national level, there are the beginnings of discussions around how we might work with some of the vendor community around relationships with businesses who have a particular offering that they would like to make. And, I, and so I see the CRC network really as being that hub, that channel for businesses to engage with in a whole range of ways. Fantastic. Thanks, Mandy. Um, listen, I, I, I appreciate I've taken a huge amount of time out of your day. Is, is there anything um, that you really wanted to, uh, to get across to the, uh, the, the listeners uh, that I haven't asked you about? Yes, um, I think dangerous question to ask Mandy. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> we here all day. I think police and technology is another big area that I'm really interested in. So you only have to stop and think about policing and where technology fits within that as a realm. And it's such a rich vein uh, in terms of future development. So if you think about... Uh, you know, body-worn cameras, mobile technology, analytics, diagnostics, all the forensics, again, going into automation and, and AI. Um, policing have been enormously courageous across England and Wales in taking this model and developing it and really growing into it. And I think it, it will only continue to fulfil that juncture that um, crossover between private and public sector. So as policing has further and further technology requirements, which it will, the business community is there to support. And I see in, in my role um, an enormous amount of goodwill. You know, and, and when I look at the Southwest Centre, the people that you have supporting you at board level, uh, enormously generous of their skills, their time, and all their experience. And also, of course, you know, your advisory group is a very substantial body. You know, when I look at the work that you're doing across the clusters with the Golden Valley developments, with the independent companies who are supporting that, it's a unique placement. And so I do think going forward, this will serve both policing and, and private sector 
really, really well in developing that much clearer partnership, that shared language of technology development and resilience for all sizes of business. Andy, that's that's fantastic. Uh, I, I, it just um, remains to, to thank you so much for your time. It's been a fantastic ha- you having you on the podcast. Um, and we look forward to having you back again in the not too distant future, I hope. It'd be my absolute pleasure. I've really enjoyed today. Thank you, Ross. No, thank you, Mandy. Um, so if you have any questions um, of anything that we've, we've talked about this morning, please email us at inquiries at swcrc.co.uk and we'll endeavour to answer them or we'll pass them to Mandy to answer. Um, thank you for joining us. We hope you catch up with our next podcast coming soon. Don't forget, if you haven't already joined us as a free call member, just go to our website, which is www.swcrc.co.uk. You'll get National Cybersecurity Centre products, which will make your business safer online. <laughs>